Well, as I said last week, it's been a very strange five or six weeks, but we're back together. Hello, friend. We are, buddy. It's been uh, COVID and sport and work, and it's also the festive time of year, so it's been very divided, but we're in the room together again. We're here. So between isolation and all the other fun stuff, can I start with something that absolutely killed me on the way here, randomly enough, the smell of KFC. Northern Road, turn the corner, chicken salt, the deep fryer, it was cranking and that place now they've brought a lot the of bubbling lights. going on it. Uh, not the Todd Carney type either. Let me tell you a lot what. of bubbling going on at KFC and the oils. That's right. Anybody else out there this festive time of year, when you drive past that joint with the windows down, I was like a Labrador that was locked up in the back seat of the car. Yeah. Head was out the window. It smelled fantastic. I'd, um, I'd lost a few kegs heading into Christmas, but I reckon I've whacked them back on. Yeah, I'm with you. But that's okay. I'm with you as well. But uh, looking at the action, <clears throat> one game already kicked off today. There is another one on Sunday, then I think it's a whole Monday slate. No more buyers. We're at the back end of the season, as I said last week, when I was on me Patrick Mahomes. But uh, today, the Browns accounted for the Jets 37-20. to 20. They have locked in a wild card. Amazing to think it's their fourth quarter. Yeah, and first half, like 50-plus points, second half, no touchdowns. Mm. Craziness. To pick Flacco up off the street after being in and out at the back end to think that they were struggling to get much out of Watson, who they guaranteed $250 million to what they're doing right now. It's like he's the new Brady. And with this historic defense, or one of these historic defenses, I said to you last week, even though we weren't together through text, I had a crack at him at $20 to win the AFC. Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah, I can't say it, but... Oh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's like... You know, remember the other year prior to this when we started that year, Bengals made it, and I said, dear, I was keen at 20s or something. I cashed out. But the price was excellent. Yeah. So it's more just a swing. I, I think they could get through. I don't know if they could win the AFC. Um, but yeah. I doubt it because they're going to have to go on the road, are they? They'll have to go to Baltimore. They'll be the wild card. But, yeah, depending on what side of the draw they land on Miami. at the moment. I could see them uh, beating Miami. I could see them beating a couple of those teams if they went Ravens straight up, which wouldn't happen. Ravens, yeah. If they avoid they probably They'd probably prefer Ravens than Miami because hmm. Ravens would be similar weather to... But I think if they're Ravens the one seed, which is looking pretty much likely now, they'd avoid them until pretty much the third week. Yeah. So. Yeah, depending on the results. But yeah, I don't mind it. But let's look at the week. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah. But they're a good story. Mm. Let's they're look at the story. week that was Rams Saints, thirty twenty two stinker. Uh, wasn't great. It was pretty much done uh, in the early part of this. The Saints come back with some garbage time touchdowns, and it leaves us in a situation that we've said. Plenty of other weeks. I think full credit has to go to McVeigh with the job he's done this year. Yeah, they're on fire. You know, and Stafford's up. been predominantly healthy, which <clears throat> makes a difference. Yeah, massive difference. But Cup hasn't been healthy. No, um, I think. But yeah, coaching's been key, no doubt about it. And then draft was to find Puka as a late pick, to find Kyron Williams as a late pick. That looks like they've found, you know, a star wide receiver and a start a gun running back to go along with. Cup, and then you've got some guys that have probably overachieved on the O and D side of things. Um, coming into this off season, even though they're looking like they're in the playoffs, they've got their first, second, third, and a couple of fifths. They've got five, six round picks. So I know they trade away a lot of their futures, but this is the first sort of year they're coming into where they've got a few picks back in the kitty, and they've got forty-seven million cap space. So to think coming into the year, we weren't really confident with those few inflated deals, but he's done a really good job. If they hit on the draft again and uh, make some smart decisions, they're back in the hunt for the West. And you reflect on how they went against the Ravens a couple of weeks again now. That's a pretty good form line after you saw what just happened with the 49ers. Big time, yeah. So uh, the Saints said 
a few weeks ago for them. The move for Carr, I mean, you talked about this. You know, the deal doesn't seem so bad, but pre-Payton and moving into this, they used to push money down the road, push money down to the road. They're seven and eight. You know, they've got a head-to-head this week, which pretty much decides their fate, but they're minus $87 million in cap space. Yeah. So all those trades and picks and pushing money down the road is really coming to bite them on the arse this off-season. They're going to have to give up something or trade away something. So when you're looking yeah. at your Lattimore's, you're looking at your Michael Thomas's contract, you know, there's a, there's a few deals there. Or there's some big contracts and decisions to be made as far as the New Orleans Saints go. And a bit like the Rams, even though it's pretty much only been one year, when you do that and you push money down the road or give away picks or trade up, at some point you've got to pay the piper. And it's looking like that's about to happen. Now's the time, yeah. So, yeah, close to scoreline uh, than it seems. Still a chance for their division, but I, I don't see the point. But for the Rams... They're another one I look at. Wild card first week. If on the Lions or something like that, and they're the seventh seed, that's not a gimme. <laughs> that is not a gimme if you land as the two seed or the three seed and the Rams are the first team you've got. I could easily see them knocking somebody off in the NFC week one on the road. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 100%. So, full credit goes to McVay. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, 34-11. You want to talk about stinkers. I think Browning's actually been pretty good. Filling in for... Joe Burrow, but this is one of those ones, I guess, when you have a tough day and it's in Pittsburgh, it's just like quicksand. A couple of bad picks. Defensive line, that tandem of Highsmith and TJ Watt just got after him. And, you know, when Rudolph, who hasn't played basically in three years after Miles Garrett tried to flog him with a helmet, gets almost a 90-yarder on his second play to Pickens, that's not a good sign. No, it wasn't. So this one unraveled pretty quickly. And I, I think the Bengals have overachieved to stay in the hunt for the they wild have, card, yeah. but it just shows you how predominantly reliant they are on their quarterback. Mm. He goes out, and yeah, like you said, they've competed, but mm. they're probably punched above their weight. To be fair, but to be fair to uh, Browning, I think he's another one of these guys now. When you see this sort of showing, he was a five star mm. at a high school. He was a four or five star for college. He was a finalist for a Heisman before getting injured. It's been cut and moved around off twenty teams, but with good coaching. And working with Burrow now this platform he's had for a few weeks, I think he probably ends up on a team at least competing for a job or to be a backup again. You'd think but it so. certainly boosted his prospects in a league where quarterback depth is non-existent anymore. No, it's not. So, no. yeah. I know it wasn't a well, great at least day. There's not a lot of patience for No, definitely I think not. There's depth there. There's just the level of patience has slipped. And Pickens, I know, impressive to see the talent, but given the last few weeks, some of the comments not blocking effort stuff for his team and Tomlin's words, you know, you definitely see the ability there, but you think this could be another Claypool situation if he doesn't pull his head in. Yeah. So, I think it's, uh, yeah. amazingly enough, though, yeah, Tomlin, it's gonna hurt. eight and seven again, looking like a winning record, but the quarterback situation still the issue. Massively, yeah. Like, Rudolph played okay, but between him, Pickett, and Trubisky, it's just picky poison it's all rubbish it's thin yeah so, very thin a situation that needs to be addressed no doubt Bill's charges you want to talk again 24-22 sloppy is about the only word I can describe this as they almost threw this one down the road they did yeah they tried their best three turnovers you know the charges new coach things sometimes look a little bit up um, they took some field goals Cameron Dicker their kicker has been very very good this year given some field position from those turnovers, but when it mattered, Allen obviously come up with a drive. They got a game-winning field goal, and then I remember saying it to you about that last play. Did you not have seen that? 
they sort of moved everyone to one side of the field and drew yeah, them over. Yeah. And then they got they ran four or five blockers. The yeah. yeah. They sort of showed the replay and said, like, there's two defenders there, but there's five blockers, and he ran back in field. Hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it shouldn't have been that close. So, Bills nine and six, uh, wild card again, mostly in their can control. I think they could lose one of their last two. The East technically still open, but they'd need the Dolphins to lose this week to the Ravens. If that happens, they have a head-to-head last game, and they've already won the first game. Yeah, so if they won that, they could somehow still jag the East. But if not, one win of their last two would more than likely get them a wild card. Mm. So for the Bills, I think they're going to be there. They've got the Patriots this week. I definitely see that as a win. Big time. So yeah. For them, despite how sloppy they've been. But yeah, they've, they've still got to get it done. Potentially could, though, end up with a home playoff if they get to the last week and the Ravens beat the Dolphins, which is highly likely. There you go. Yeah. So funny how things turn around for them. But um, yeah. Ed Oliver was huge on the defensive side of things at the back end. Still funny how hot the year started with Diggs, and I think now it's like seven or eight games without 100 yards. He's barely been cracking the 50. Mm. Offense has changed. Like they've leaned into Cook. He's had a couple of good weeks. He did have a fumble again, which has been a little bit of an issue, but I think it will be more looking at how things go next week. Not overlooking my own team, but I think they'll beat the Patriots. They should. But I think that Dolphins game is the one you look at and go, right. Could be for the division, couldn't it? Mm. And could put them... I don't know if they're eligible. Actually, they could still end up, I think, as the two seed. Yeah, Which, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they could get home playoff division like, right up in the mix of everything again, considering a few weeks ago they were looking on the outside. So, big turnaround. Uh, yeah, Chargers. It's the division, isn't it? Just... Oh, crazy. Not much to say about the Chargers. Herbert's not playing, years over. Need a new coach. It's probably more looking at the off-season as to what happens on that side of the ball. So at the moment, the Bills are the six seed. Hmm. And yeah, I think that Dolphins have, are confirmed in. Yeah. At eleven and four. But if they lose to the Ravens and lose to the Bills, the head to head tiebreaker means the Bills go through win the yeah. East. Yeah. If they win this weekend pretty much against New England they're ninety seven percent in. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much gonna get a wild card with one more win. Yeah. But yeah, they'd definitely rather do it this week, which I think they will. Yeah, so it looks like Bills Bills and Chiefs. Well, well, the Chiefs are the one on wobbly ground, the way they've been playing. Well, they're, yeah. they're too clear in that area. Even if they lose, there's still an 85% chance of getting in. I'm pretty sure I heard today Pat Mahomes has never played on the road because they've always been one seed or won the division. Yeah. So they could be one seed. Oh, sorry, could win their division, but they'd be going on the road straight away. Yeah. Which would be the first. The Raiders time. are 7 and 8 chasing them, mm. and they're 9 and 6. So the Chiefs, Chiefs would have to lose both. And the Raiders would have to win both, mm. which is unlikely. But, uh, so the Chiefs will the Chiefs will be there. They'll have a home playoff game. You would think as division winner. Yeah. But yeah, win that one, and then you're probably on the road, Mr. Mahomes. Mm. Uh, Jets, Washington, another toilet bowl. It's thirty to twenty-eight. They were down twenty-seven-seven. They got back to lead 28-27, which is absolutely nuts. But the Jets managed to uh, ice that one. Talk this week, I found a little bit strange. Like Rogers is talking almost like he's the GM, saying that you know they're happy with all the players and the staff and they've got faith and everything. Well, he's the GM. Nothing's going to change, but they yeah sold their the, soul when they got him. There. Well, they did when they paid so, Lazard ten million dollars, and yeah. there's a couple of yeah. But Mate, you know, if, if Rogers is playing, they make the playoffs. That's simple. I'm not talking. I about still it. think again, you, the first few players and the reason you ended up with his Achilles is that O line. 
Oh, 100%. That's got to be fixed. You want to be the GM, then Mm. work it out. I don't know. That's that's on him, and that's on Mm. the coach and him to work with the GM. Hackett. I know Hackett's his mate, but watching them now with him, like it hasn't been awfully impressive. He didn't do well in Denver. He doesn't doesn't have Rogers there, so... I, I, I'd be shocked if they move on from Hackett. They're not going to with Rogers there. That's his mate. No, my point is is that he didn't get a year with Rogers. Like mm. he's been going with Zach Wilson, who everyone well they went to see acknowledge that this week and yeah, well, the, yeah, but it was Zach Wilson's team for the majority of the season, and you know he had a couple of bright spots, but for the majority of it, it's been average. So but yeah, I, I think Hackett will get a reprieve based on. Based on the Rogers, um, I guess incident mm. injury. Brees Hall had a good day. Uh, defense, I know, like I said, they've been a bit patchy, which is no surprise when you're pretty much trying to carry the load. But yeah, I think between Salah Hackett, a lot of what was said there, he talked a bit about next year. But for Washington, Sam Howell, the poor bugger, he was on track for record sacks taken by a player. The back end of the year, he's really fallen apart, and I'm not surprised how many times he's been yeah. hit. Because I actually thought he started the year pretty well. But they've caught on Brissett the last two weeks. He's finished up well. They're going to play him the last two weeks here. There's been a lot of talk about why, you know, you know, Bianami's going to be the head coach. And I think I heard it was Michael Lombardi pretty much saying if they're going to make him the head coach, they already would have done that. Who? Bianami, who's been there. Oh, he's going to be gone. So he's saying because of new ownership, they haven't made that move because Rivera's a sitting duck. If they're going to do that, Bianami already would have been in. So pretty much clean sweep, and they've got to make a huge decision in terms of coaching quarterback. Well, it's not him; he's going to walk. Mm. Well, I think he'd be gone regardless. So then they just want a fresh start. But new ownership, coach, quarterback, huge decision. Heaps of cap space, draft picks. I think now with that loss, they're third with the Patriots winning. Yeah. So they've got a potential situation where they might be in the mix for one of those quarterbacks. Arizona is now second and likely going to stay with Kyler. So if they like Drake May, Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels, if they're not interested in how, yeah. what they've seen, despite the fact they've got him absolutely murdered for the whole year, um, they could dip in, they could trade back, pick up extra picks, but I think they're also right up there uh, in terms of cap space. So whoever takes over, that's probably their biggest decision because whoever comes in, they're going to have a top three pick and $90 million to spend. <laughs> so for the new ownership group, this is a massive decision. You need to get that right. I'll be trying to get Mr. Bilicek. Well, I think there's a few teams. Um, it's not a massive move geographically. No, I look at the Charges with Herbert and what they've got on defence and think much similar. Yeah, that's a big move He can do what he did with Brady early on where he used to sit down and teach him defence and yeah. enhance both sides and just you know get a coordinator on that side and work with that defence, which Staley was supposed to, but clearly wasn't working. He was horrendous. Yeah. If there's one thing you can... See when you're watching Patriots team, despite the injuries, their defense is still very good. It's one thing the man can do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah for a team like quarterback. Washington, they traded away some pieces on their defense. But if they brought him in, as long as they don't give him uh, control of personnel and drafting, which has been a bit of an issue, I think again could certainly uh, bring the attitude you want when you're starting fresh with new ownership. Definitely. But yeah, this one for the Jets, uh, bit of a no-win sort of situation. Um, their last couple of games Browns they obviously lost today they've got the Pats to finish up right now they've got the 8th pick again there's a couple of decent linemen I think that's first priority mm-hmm. unless there's a receiver there they really really like for Rodgers to give Garrett Wilson some help like a Neighbours or a Keon Coleman or somebody but 
either either. But regardless, whatever cap space they've got this off-season, given what happened with his Achilles, I'd be saying your biggest priority is to keep that man upright. That, so, yeah, that'd be nice. Exactly. Mm. Lions, Vikings, 30-24. It was a bit back and forth. I'm still a bit iffy on the Lions, despite how good their record is. Yeah. Um, I think they've been good, but different weeks, you see different things. Like, they started really red hot, and then they've been up and down. Their defense was looking like it was on the up, and then they've really fallen away. In this one, they got four picks, but Nick Mullins has just thrown them up. You know, O'Connell and the Vikings, I think, have overachieved a similar deal, given Kirk Cousins, Jaron Hall, Mullins, Dobbs. Like, they've really cycled through it this year. And they still find themselves in the wild, wild card hunt. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of these picks were not rocket science. And for the Lions, when you get four turnovers, you've got none yourself. Pretty much put them in a position to drive this one home safely. Goff was steady. Jimmy, the one that's really turned out good as they've given him more touches is Gibbs, the running back. Like they're still yeah. splitting with him and Montgomery, and it's a really good duo. But it's been shown, I think, every time he's had the majority share, he snaps off more than a 15-plus. He scores a touchdown. He's getting four or five receptions a game. Like he's turned out to be really, really good. All their draft picks are actually contributing. Brian Branch is playing. Uh, Jack Campbell's been playing. Jameer Gibbs has been really effective. Williams, who got hurt the year before from Alabama, is slowly coming on, so they're getting value right now in Laporta. Like they flipped Hawkinson rather than paying him, saw something in Laporta, have got him on a rookie deal. So in that sense of things this year, you've got to give them a big rap on the way they drafted. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, technically right now with what's happened with Philly and the 49ers, they can still get the one seed in the NFC. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I doubt it. But the big one is if they win this week, uh, who are they playing this week? They've got the Cowboys, then they've got the Vikings. If the 49ers come into the last week against the Rams, which is not going to be a pushover, and somehow managed to drop that one, it would be open for the Lions to take the one seed. Yeah, right. Well. So, we was not expecting that. Not after no. they lost to Green Bay and a couple of the results a few weeks ago. Um, if they would have won those games, they probably should have. And the Bears game the second time around, they would be the one seed. Yeah, Which is right. another crazy thing to think about. But they've now locked up the North for the first time in 30 years. Yeah, well. Which is massive for Lions fans. Long-suffering. Huge. Um, but... On that point I made before, they could very well be the two seed week one up against Stafford and the Rams. Goff, Stafford, McVay, the team you played for for all those years, made all those yards with Calvin Johnson, potentially walking into your house. That'd be cool. And could set you on fire. That'd be cool. That would be a really good week one. That'd be great, yeah. Um, Vikings have announced on the back of that game they've gone back to Jaron Hall this week. So they're shuffling the cards for the quarterback situation. Yeah. I think this has probably given a few people a bit of an insight to whatever you think about Kirk Cousins or that. Sometimes it's better the devil you know. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. You, you can bitch and moan about quarterback. And this was Atlanta with Matt Ryan, like I said, for years. Oh, I need to get need to get another quarterback, need to get another quarterback. We haven't looked like doing anything mm. since Matt Ryan. So be careful what you wish for. Sometimes average is better than... Dog shit, well, which some of these quarterbacks are. You know, Jefferson and Osborne and the, the players they found. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. You know, you Kirk can, Cousins is yeah, they might middle middle of the road hmm. NFL quarterback. Well, they might find a situation here off the injury where they, which can, is essentially where he's been, hasn't he? Like yeah. in and out of the playoffs, mid mid run. Well, then they nailed it this year with Addison out of the draft. So they've got three receivers. They got Hawkinson, unfortunately, our ACL, MCL. That's major. But next year you could have those four weapons, and if you come to you know, middle ground with Cousins rather than giving him 35, 40 million, 
maybe say 25 or 20 off the injury, which wouldn't be a bad rate. See what happens for a year. Mm, there's four teams that could win the one the one seed in. Yeah. So I still think the Lions... 11-4, 11-4, 11-4, 10-5. Hmm. Cowboys-Lions equals 49ers. It's open. But like you say, 49ers got Washington. Mind yeah. you, Eagles have got Arizona. Lions-Dallas. The way the Eagles Dallas, are going, they could honestly drop one of those games. They'll drop. They, they were not great. Oh, definitely. They yeah. were not great against the, the Giants, but... Pretty ordinary. Uh, Browns last week, we spoke about their win today against Houston... They dominated 36-22. It was 36-7 at one stage. The big thing, like we said, with Flacco in there, and you've seen this with Stefanski, it was almost like they were sort of tailoring the game plan for Watson. He was only throwing 25 times a game. They've opened things right up now. <laughs> He's throwing up to 40 times a game. I've got the argument. People say, well, Chubb's not there. Well, Chubb wasn't there after, I think, two weeks for Watson either. So it's, that was the case. But to think you've paid $250 million guaranteed to somebody who you don't trust to throw the ball and you get a guy walking off the street and all of a sudden he's just airing it out 40 times a game. That's interesting. Um, they've certainly come to a point where he's like, you've got the arm to push the ball. We've got a great defense. We'll take a pick here and there, but let, let's push the ball. Let's move it. And yeah. they're putting points up. Um, Amari Cooper had a franchise day, 265 yards, two touchdowns. I think he set records for the franchise for Cleveland. And again, they just keep taking steps forward. Their defense is good all around. We know Garrett, how much of a freak he is on the front line. Their linebacking core, solid enough, but their secondary is probably the most underrated part. So with those guys there and what he's doing now, moving the football, like I said, they're a bit of a bit of a dark horse, but I wouldn't want to play in week one. Mm. Particularly with that defense. That travels. That doesn't matter what the conditions 100%. are. Yeah. So to think you could go through four quarterbacks and still be a threat is insane, but we said it from the start, it felt sort of cursed. When they lost Teller, they lost Chubb, you sort of thought it was going down, Watson was injured, they're still here. To think of everything they've been through and to be there right now in the AFC is massive by the Browns. Huge. So they talk about coach Huge. of the year candidates. If you want to look at the picture now, I'm starting next to Fansky. He's in the mix for that with what he's had to go through. That's coaching. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Four quarterbacks. You, you know, I, in my opinion, I know he sort of doesn't get the plaudits. I think Chubb was a huge loss. He's been the stonewall for them for the last couple of years. So yeah, no, yeah, you know, no argument out of me. No. Houston, no CJ Stroud in this game. No Tank Dell. Health, obviously, an issue. Case Keenum, two picks. Mills coming late, a couple of touchdowns, but it was garbage time. The big thing for them is the South has been a dumpster fire all year. It still is. The Colts dropped a game against the Falcons. Um, the Jaguars was a busted. Lawrence is playing hurt. So it leaves them in a position now where the next two weeks are important, but they're still in the mix. But it's all down to health. CJ Stroud's no guarantee to play again this week. If he doesn't play, their hopes are over for the South. You think so? Um, but if he plays with what they've got left, they're still in the mix and they've got head-to-heads. So they play the Titans in their own division, then they play the Colts. So they could potentially be playing for the division last week. Them, the Colts, and then I think the Jags are playing Carolina and somebody else the next two weeks. So they've got Carolina and the Titans. So for the Jaguars, they've probably got the easier schedule, but they're busted. And Trevor Lawrence, he's got a knee problem, a shoulder problem, an ankle problem. He is absolutely crippled. Yeah. Like they're playing him. Like, you know, He's showing some toughness, but he's not playing well under those conditions. So the South is an absolute dumpster fire, but someone's got to win it. Don't you, well, I'd love it to be the Texans, but same deal. If, if Stroud's not playing, Dell's missing, Nico Collins missed a game. Like if you're missing all those guys on offense, whoever wins that division to me is fodder. That's right. But still open. 
Green Bay, Carolina. This was weird. Carolina almost jagged this somehow. I, I have no idea how. The whole thing with Yair Alexander walking out for the toss, even though he's not a captain, and then now they've suspended him for a week and he was talking like everything was just all good. Strange. Matt LaFleur, too busy, stroking his fresh fade and his hair and the defensive coach, Barry, whoever, has been ripping into a few weeks, but now they're saying that, you know, that that's one of his mates. It's like, well, you're not a coach then because... You can have friends in coaching, but at the same time, you've got to be accountable for your job. Yeah. So if your defence is stacked and they've got some good pieces and it's going backwards and someone's not doing their job and you're the head coach and you're just turning a blind eye, and then you've got a bloke going out who's not a captain for the coin toss who almost fucked it up by trying to defer when he actually meant we want the ball, that's a loose it's a bit of It's a bit of an issue. Yeah, it mm. is a bit of an issue. They were in the hunt for the wild card. Now they've dropped a couple in a row. Love is about the only thing that's looked good, which they can take some positives out of that. A couple of touchdowns and ran one in again the other day. Receivers have been unhealthy all year. Um, it looks like, again, they've got the makings of a good young offense. But in terms of the, the coach and the culture and the way this is going, yeah. uh, they might have to have a bit of a look in the mirror. It's a little offense. bit worrisome. Bit of a bit of a south coach boy in the mirror, I think. Yeah. But Carolina, you know, this is one of the only moments... You probably got to see a little bit of the reason they drafted Bryce Young late. He moved around well in the pocket, made some plays with uh, DJ Chark, but they've just, I feel bad for him. Because this is the whole thing about being the number one pick, and a lot of people are angry about Caleb Williams saying that depending on who was was first, he might just stay in college. This is the thing sometimes. Like, Lamar Jackson gets overlooked, but look where he landed. Yeah. May have cost him a little bit of money, but now he's got the bag, but he went to a great organisation that's well coached and well run. Correct. Some of these number one picks just walk into absolute hell, and you're dead from day one. Like he's scrambling for his life. They've got two of the worst-rated offensive linemen in the whole league. They've had no run game up until the back end of the year, where Tuba Hubbard's been taking twenty plus a game, like just yakking the hard yards. Their defense hasn't been great either. He's had zero help in his first year, so it's very easy to heap on that it's a shit trade and they've loaded in this, that, and the other. But look at what the organization's done, and they've fired another coach. It's not great. So it's very hard to judge them in when uh, you're not working with a whole lot. And God bless Adam Thielen, but in the words of coming to America, he's 135 years old. That's right. That was his number one weapon for the majority of the season. Correct. Minnesota moved on for a reason. So Correct. Bryce Young, I don't know if next year's going to be a year we can really judge him on the situation either because the number one pick is going to the Bears. So mm. it's hard to see it getting better any quicker, and it's tough for the man, but... Yeah, there were some small signs at the back end of that's why he was drafted. But then also, again, the Packers' defence has been that bad. <laughs> I don't know how much I can take out of it. It's not great. But we move on from that toilet bowl. The Seahawks, two weeks in a row, pull it from the fire. Pulled one out last minute against the Eagles, and then they were down to the Titans. But Geno, this time, not uh, Drew Locke, returned from injury, finds Colby Parkinson, was waiting for another press conference they wrote me off but I didn't rap back <laughs> he was the game winner but they were absolutely just in free fall I think they'd lost four or five in a row they were well in the hunt for the wild card now they're back on track they're in the mix again I can't see them make an impact on the playoffs but we'll say one thing for them if I'm looking over the fence at the trade for Russell Wilson I'm feeling pretty good because as much as people have criticised keeping Geno this year the deal's got an out the money was average yeah they've gone up and yeah but they turned it into... Been proven correct, really, haven't they? A first-round pick and a starting piece on their offensive line. Witherspoon's great on their secondary. 
Marfay was a second round pick. He had seven sacks, and seven, he now has the franchise record for them for sacks yeah. consecutively. So all the pieces that turned into cumulatively are much better than the contract that went across. Which, when you look at those trades, you'd like to think you succeed out of them. And, and at the moment, it looks like they've done well with the picks they received out of it. Yeah. So um, it's been an up and down year. Quarterback play from Geno has been a little bit more erratic, a few more turnovers, but uh, wild card, if they get their way in on their day, they've got some talent. Big but time. I think it's more, you know, for them, I guess, a building year. See what you can do next year to uh, add more to what is a very young defense. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Titans, tough year. For old Vrabel, it's uh, looking like a blow-up. I didn't really look at where they're at cap-wise. Well, there you go. So next year, they've got $105 million. They've got to make a decision on Derrick Henry. It looks like they're already moving on from Tannehill. It's going to be a, a brand-new team. I, I would think they've moved on from Henry as well. I think he's a really good coach. So do I. And he's done well every year regardless. You know, they're the seventh pick at the moment, $100 million in cap space. Levis has looked serviceable without much help. But they're going to get to go in to this draft. They're potentially in a position there if they like, you know, a Jaden Daniels or if they want an offensive piece. Uh, but they're going to have cap space. They've got a good coach. And probably the biggest thing, the defense is what their game's built off. They've had injuries all year. They trade around Bayard, who's getting older. Jeffrey Simmons, their best lineman's been hurt. Landry, their gun pass rusher, was injured as well. Like All that part back with Vrabel and then the ability to probably mould what they are offensively. They'll be back in the mix next year. Yeah. Because realistically in the South, the only thing that's been reliable in more recent years has been Vrabel and Tennessee. Yeah. And to think he's done that with Tennille and the pieces they've had on offense in particular, you know, a chance to revamp things. So it wouldn't surprise me if they hop straight back on top. Yeah. Mm. Uh, We'll be interested to see what they do. The Falcons, it's been a very up and down year, but Arthur Smith, a bit bipolar at times, what he wants to do week to week. Yeah. They got back to doing what they should be doing, the three-headed monster, the run game. Bijan, Algier, Corderell, uh, they used him in the passing game. He was 7 for 50, almost 180 rushing yards, which led to 400-plus yards of offense. You're a top-five run defense, which turned into six sacks on top of that. Lots of third and longs. You made the Colts play off the back foot and found a way to win. Yeah. It's just odd at times for the way they've built the team that they don't play the way they probably should. Strange, right? And then, as everyone said, we've spent a first-round pick on a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back, and we've got extra running backs, yet we don't play. We're missing the number one piece. I've been waiting to sit with you also to bring this up because it's been spoken about, but I really like the thought of it with what he did at Tennessee. How would you feel if they had Justin Fields? No. No? Not keen on the all-out run offense with a bit of play action? Or some shotgun? No. No? Okay. It's sort of been floated that for Arthur Smith, the way he worked with Tannehill and that type of QB, if they're in a position where they can't draft one. So what are they going to do? Just trade, trade for Justin Fields? Well, the Bears have got the fifth-year option. They could just can him. So he could be available as a free agent to pick up. If you get him at a, at a decent price, like I could live with it, but I wouldn't be selling the farm for him. Because otherwise, I think the Bears, Please. if you activate the fifth-year option, you've got to pay him almost $25 million. No, that shouldn't be happening. But for the Bears, they've got the first pick, the ninth pick. They could either decline it and then try to do a, what? Uh, the Packers did with Jordan Love where they came to a, a median sort of price to stick with him they could trade down so and, the Bears got the first pick by Carolina and their own pick which was second is now ninth because they've been winning which is why I don't understand I would have wanted the two highest picks possible because there's a chance to turn that into multiple picks because you've got quarterback needy teams around you you could have controlled the whole narrative you could have technically traded down 
one more pick and maybe got Marvin Harrison Jr., Williams or Drake May and an offensive lineman. Look what it cost Carolina last year just to get to Bryce Young. <laughs> and people are talking about these quarterbacks. Like Daniels has just won the Heisman. Penix at Washington is in the playoff. A lot of people are talking about There's four quarterbacks a lot of people like. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that need them. So for the Bears, as much cap space as they've got and their defense looks pretty set, they would have been in a real position of control if they sat at one and two and basically said, all right, we're doing the same thing we did last year. Who wants to come up? Let's just collect and really cash in. But yeah, but uh, the yeah. question for them is they have to make a good yeah, decision. They need a, they need a quarterback. Everyone well, needs a quarterback. You draft a quarterback. They, a lot of people, Bears fans are torn on it now on the way Fields has been playing. I'm not because I wouldn't pay him the money that you I'd need to, to hold on to it. But I would be saying bye-bye. After Caleb Williams's words earlier in the year, and then the other day somebody said potentially, you know, if they picked him or would they pick Drake May instead, he was liking posts about them picking someone else besides him. So that's still an interesting narrative. Well, like, I don't know where he wants to end up. He did give some names at the start of the year, but I don't think any of them are really in contention for him now. So he either has to go back to college or does he try to do what happened early 2000s? Who was it? Philip Rivers and... Um, Eli. Was Eli. It? Didn't want to go to the Chargers and they flipped. Mm. So I know it's unusual. We haven't heard it for a while, but it'd be very interesting if the Bears said, fuck you, Caleb Williams, we're picking you. And Caleb Williams said, well, I'm not playing for you. It's true. Because yeah, he, right. he has to right. declare. He either declares or he goes back, one or yeah. the other. So it's right. going to be known. Yeah. So they could come out straight after and go, we're drafting you. Mm. So it'd be very interesting. Big time. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but I think that was the early 2000s. I was only above it. But I remember watching that. Yeah, right. Watching the uh, one of the ESPN 30 for 30s on how that all worked out. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time since that situation occurred. So um, Williams doesn't seem, you know, Two backwards and coming forward, that's for sure. So, no. Interesting situation. But uh, for the Falcons, that one puts them in a position. They're still in touch for a wild card or the division, but they'd have to win out. The Bucks have control now. And if they beat New Orleans this week, it's pretty much done and dusted. Um, but they finish off with the Bears and the Saints. If they win out, potentially a wild card on the results on that side of the draw. But for the most part... I don't know. What, what would you like to see him do? Clearly quarterback. If you're sitting at 10 and Jaden Daniels, who's just won the Heisman, is available, would you like to see them actually yeah. stop recycling and go for somebody like that and go, look, he can move, he can throw, he's like a bigger version of Lamar. I'd sort of be, be drafting the quarterback in the first round until you get one, like you get one that you're happy with. Hmm. Right. So you'd be happy for him to dip in there yeah. with, the, with the talent they've drafted. Yeah. Well, he certainly should go have. Uh, go LSU, and get your other... Um, other players <coughs> buy free agency and it's not like they're coming in to know what I'll be drafting two quarterbacks like London Pitts <laughs> like put someone capable there yeah good coaching good line good running back the issue is though like yeah is coaching are they going to stick with the same coach is the new coach happy with the quarterbacks that are there and does he change the scheme again because that changes that's, everything that's right but they've invested first second third especially their first on offensive weapons I think they'll the be line. saying bye bye to coach and bye bye to quarterback yeah. Well, Arthur Blank's now 82, I think, so in his lifetime. He had a Super Bowl. He... Patience, is, uh, it's got to be wearing thin. Oh, no doubt. So, no doubt. decision needs to be made. Uh, for the Colts, like I said, big uh, drop for them, that division, though, because everybody lost the start for grabs. They got the Raiders this week, which is no pushover, mm. after what they just did to Mahomes, especially their pass rush, which was a problem they had here. 
uh, and then they finish with the Texans, so they could be playing for the division. Could be a three-way tie, and then it comes down to numbers, strength of schedule, and head-to-heads. So last week could be Jags, Colts, Texans, whoever wins that one, and the Jags go head-to-head on record and strength of schedule. Like I said, the South is a dumpster fire, but it's open. On both sides, NFC and AFC, the South is always a dumpster fire. Yeah. No idea why. Bucks, speaking of, taking control, 30-12 over the Jags. Baker, um, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that the play was pretty good. Sort of a, a bit of a redemption. The back end of last year when he was traded to the Rams, did a good job. Was highly spoken about by all those players. You hear a lot of Cleveland people and players saying they really liked him, but he was injured when he was there. Mm. This year, you know, Evans... Godwin, no running game. He's been good. He's in the top 10 for most things. He's won them games. He's been efficient with the ball. He hasn't been turning it over. And, um, they're leading the South. So for $4 million, they got an absolute steal this season. Big time. They're obviously not going to get him there. And I, you know, I don't think he's going to be someone that in free agency gets a long-term deal. But there'd be some teams, I think, that would certainly be speaking to him. Yeah. Because to think, you know, there's guys on 35, 40 million, like the Daniel Jones deal, Ridiculous. And then you've got someone like Baker that you could take in for a year or two and maybe pay 15 to 20 million if you're on a bridge and a solid bridge if you've got talent. That's nothing when you're paying 30, 40 million for the other bloke. They're similar to Atlanta though. Like they, they might win the South this year. They're doing bugger on the playoffs. They need to find their future quarterback. And they've still got the same problem. They've got 50 million in space, but Evans is off, yeah, Baker's off. So they could recycle all that money, come back with the same team. That's where I think Carolina have got an advantage if they stick with. Young and he is the right guy in that they're sowing seeds now that I think Atlanta will move away. Saints will definitely move away from Derek Carr, whether it's this year or you know next year. Yeah, I think and the same Mayfield, who's been good and may win the division this year, but I think Derek's a hard one to get away from, which is why I don't under, I don't know how they're going to sort out their salary cap. I really don't. They're not. Michael Thomas or someone is the one they're going to have to take a hit on and just get rid of a deal. Because they're absolutely stacked. But Carr, he doesn't have an out until 2026. So if they cut Carr next year, it's 52 million in dead space. Oh, that's that's awful. So they're in an even crazy. worse situation than what they... Unlucky. And this is what I mean. You push things down the road and you keep doing contracts and draft picks. Unlucky. It eventually comes for you. So you got to pay the piper. You're going to have to trade something or you're just going to have to cut and eat dead cat. Correct. Cap. So... <clears throat> but... The Bucks dominant this game, and for the Jags, the wheels are really falling off. Lawrence, he's never missed a game of high school, college, or NFL, but in the way he's going right now, I know they're trying to limp their way in. He's got a shoulder problem, an ankle problem, a knee problem. It's been a pretty bad year. He's taken a step backwards. Their running game is completely evaporated, and their defense is getting worse. They're looking on real shaky ground. Yeah. Oh, mm. cry for him. So this division's open, um, but yeah, four turnovers absolutely busted. Uh, Baker and the Bucks just pothole stomped them, and they're moving on head to head with the Saints this week. Finished with Carolina. If they win this week, they've won the South in my opinion, because they'll beat Carolina. Yeah, but if they knock the Saints over this week and go <laughs> one clear with the head to heads, it's pretty much theirs. So yeah, let's just see. That's mm. why they play the games. Dolphins Cowboys. 22 to 20. Good game. Uh, game. Red zone's what it comes down to, and their defense. Three times. It was down the Cowboys' defense. Duck couldn't do any more than what he did. No, but three times in the red zone, they only scored once. You could even Dolphins, like Chubb, Wilkins, they've been really good. Their field goal kicker hit five from five, a couple from 40 and 50. 
50 late, yard Late. I mean, he drove him down the field, game leading, touchdown. Mm. Defence couldn't get it done. But balls on the line for McDaniels and Fangio. Like, when you're taking a shot for 57, <coughs> you're, you're potentially giving up real good field position. You are, but, but Sanders is good kicker. Oh, but yeah. To them in the defence, I think you got to give them a wrap. Yeah, Because Dallas did a pretty good job. Two was safe, but they weren't overly productive. Yeah. They were one and four in the red zone as well. But their defence and their special teams got them over the line. Yeah. And for them, they needed a win like that. They haven't beat anyone who's considered a contender. That's been the whole year for the Dolphins. They smoke everybody. Yeah. But any time they've sort of played anyone in the playoff mix, they've lost. So a bit of confidence. They got a real test this week, though, obviously, with the Ravens, and they finished with the Bills. So we're going to know who the Dolphins are in the next two weeks. Yeah. They're either going to be the East champions and pushing still potentially for the one seed or at least be the winner of the East, or they could end up a wild card. But their, their playoff start... <laughs> As of this week, they've played the Cowboys into the Ravens, into the Bills. They're in the playoff, mate. Yeah. So we're going to really see who they are. Cowboys, it's been a rough few weeks. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, but I guess, like I said, red zone. Got to give the credit to the Dolphins. But probably the one thing, watching the Pats, and I know the contract was bad and they couldn't come to a middle ground, but I think the Cowboys miss Zeke a little bit. Just a bit of balance. Like I like Pollard, but as a, a duo, you had someone who was probably a better blocker and a good pass catcher, and he was more of the power back. They're trying to use Pollard as like the all-purpose. He was probably better as the secondary, as the speed back, the receiving back. And watching Zeke there in the back end of the years, they've given him more touches. He's been good in the receiving game for the Pats. He's punched a few in. He's definitely one of the best blocking running backs. But, you know, to tag him and then have him in a position where he went to the Patriots for $7 million, they could have got him for almost half of what he was there for. Yeah, it's sort of an area where I've watched them every week and also I've piled on my fantasy team which has killed me watching the Cowboys on that side going well I get it I'm sure they could have found some middle ground mm. Mm. but yeah. no, I'm, I'm happy with him partnering <clears throat> he's been uh, pretty handy on our awful team but yeah they're, uh, they're still in the mix for their division they've at least clinched a wild card for now but if they go on the road, that's just another road loss, and that's the one thing that's worried them the whole way through. Yeah. If that's their playoff record, I think. Tata, pretty much straight away. So, Bears, Arizona. The Bears, again, I would have wanted that pick to be a little bit better, but they've come at home strong. They're up 21 zip. The ground game, they absolutely murdered them. Um, there was 250 total yards on the ground. Herbert Fields almost went for 100. Controlled possession, controlled time, controlled the game. And again, sweat coming over. With their line, their secondary, Edmonds, like they're pretty well sorted on defense. So again, Eberflus to turn this around, have these draft picks, they need to get it right. Because with the cap space and the draft picks here, this next year could be a contending team. That, yeah, that could be. Like DJ Moore's worked out absolutely outstanding. Like he's been red hot while he's been there. Komet's solid. To have two top picks, they add one or two more pieces to their O-line and get another receiver. They've already got a group of running backs and a good defense. Mm. But you've got to get the quarterback right. If you get the quarterback right, and again, 70 million cap space spent on the O-line, their defense is ready to go. This is a team where patience for a couple of years here could really work out well. Absolutely. But the talk is, again, do they keep fields? Do they not? Do they try and come to a middle ground? As the year back ends come on, and he's they've changed a few things for him, he's played better. But that's a decision they need to make what they're comfortable paying. If they're not comfortable paying, they need to make sure they draft the right quarterback. Yeah. But Arizona, uh, it's getting worse as the year gets to the back end, but you've got to give credit. They stripped it out. They got rid of anyone who wasn't buying in. They 
cut out the GM, cut out the coach, got rid of some players that they didn't think were good for culture, and it's been good. I know they're, they're wearing thin, but they're loaded up on draft picks as well. Second pick, $60 million in cap space. They've got another pick that they traded for. They've got the 16th pick. They've got a second, and they've got three-thirds. Yeah. So they're loaded. They're going to get six in the first 90, and they've got money to spend. So, Looking good. Um, it, yeah, you can't question the effort, that's for sure. You certainly done a job, Gannon. Um, Big and defensively, they've played really, really hard. So he's uh, put some good foundations down. Pats, Broncos, toilet bowl. Can't believe they had led 23-7, let alone won the game. But the Broncos somehow made a comeback. And then our kicker, who's the worst kicker in the league, he literally missed a pop-up field goal and an extra point in this game. Then nails one from 50 to win the game. Of all the times to kick it, Ryland, like, fuck me. We were looking like we are going to be the second pick in the draft. Now suddenly we're out of the top three again. Yeah. So, if you've been the worst kicker in the league, couldn't nuff the last one, could you? Had to hit the one that actually made sort it. Of, yeah. He's been awful. Like, legit, he's the worst kicker in the league. So, that killed me, but killed me more that the Broncos come back and, and taught me like that. And then the news this week with Peyton, Russell Wilson, that is probably the biggest story in the NFL. And he, a year after he's come in, Wilson was obviously given that ridiculously massive contract before they had a coach and the new owners, which just beggars belief. It wasn't Peyton's deal, but he's going to Stidham for the last two games, and it's a hard situation. He's got a no-trade clause. If they cut him, they have to give up $85 million in dead money across probably two seasons. They'd have to go with a low-budget option or a Stidham or <coughs> draft somebody. Um, but, yeah, it looks like they want to make that move. So I think it's not going to be resolved overnight. I think it's going to be a long off-season. But the only other way around it is if he's willing to restructure and they want him to come back on a lower number. But I highly doubt he's going to give up the money. I wouldn't think so. No. So <clears throat> might take the guarantees and get cut and get a bit of a payout. But, yeah, Sean Payton's uh, look like he, after one season there, if he's going to be there for the long term, which he is, he's got control, he doesn't want it to be with Russell Wilson. Mm. So... Mm. See how that one uh, works out. But, yeah, the Patriots still waiting to see what happens with Belichick. Zappi, a couple of weeks now, a couple of games that he's won. Still think he's going to have a backup for somebody because I think they definitely need to get a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all the talk around him, they're pretty much saying he's gone now. But it's not going to be known until the season's over because of the relationship him and Kraft have in the organisation. So he might end up available for trade. He might be let go. But there's one thing you do know for sure. He's not going to stop coaching. No. That guy's going to beat... He's like Wayne Bennett. <clears throat> I had this the other week. I think I was talking to Pete when he was here for the baptism and somehow we got onto that. And I said, mate, Wayne Bennett's going to die in a coach's box. Yeah. And he literally laughed at me. I'm like, no, nah, legit. They're going to go to half time. And someone's going, all right, Wayne, it's half time. And he's just going to have his arms crossed on the nod. No, like, oh, no, Wayne's dead. Two fingers. <laughs> just go, no, he ain't breathing. <laughs> I think Belichick is one of those guys as well. Like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's 72. you believe that? Yeah, I looked at him the other week and he's bouncing around and jumping and that. And they're like, yeah, he's seventy two years old. I'm like, holy shit, he's doing pretty well for seventy two. But guys like that, they're not going to stop coaching. They're going to be forced out of there. But mm. enjoy Raiders, Chiefs. Talk about the frustration building. It's just building more and more every week at Kansas City. Mahomes was not happy. He extended a lot of plays, but he was running for his life. The offensive line hasn't been good. Kelsey, they're not even doubling him anymore. Uh, after the ankle and age, obviously, it's one of those things that comes for you. 
Um, Andy Reid even sort of bumped him on the sideline, almost like, come on, man, like get your fucking head in the game. So it's not good signs when that's happening. No, it's not. Um, they're not running the ball well. Like when Pacheco's there, it works, but there's a lot of holes as the weeks go on and on with the Chiefs where you start to look at them and think, you know, even if they get into the playoffs or win the division, like, they do not look like a threat right now in the AFC. No, they're not. You're right. And we've been waiting, whether it be receivers or Kelsey, <clears throat> the defence has been carrying things for the most part of the year, but they've had some injuries and are going backwards as well. But, yeah, when you're starting to see guys that have been stalwarts or the ones that are carrying it getting frustrated, it's definitely seeping in now. There wasn't signs from Mahomes. They've definitely come. Like that outburst against the Bills was just embarrassing about the penalty and being robbed. And, like, it was... It was, it was a fair Legitimately call. craziness. Like, mm. it's craziness that they actually thought that they were wrong in mm. that situation. Yeah. Legitimately. And then, yeah, now to see Kelsey, who's usually, like, just a barometer of energy for them. Yeah. To have Andy Reid literally sort of go over on the sideline and give him a bit of a shoulder. Like, come on, man. Like, wake the fuck up. Like, that is not a good sign. Yeah. When your two key players are the two guys that are probably, you know, leading the frustration. That's right. So... That is not a good sign. Um, for Vegas, it's pretty much the flip. Like we said, it's it's a mess between draft picks, cap, coaches paid out the last couple of years. But I will say one thing for Davis, as compared to a team like the Chargers, if he's not happy with someone, he'll just fucking fire him and pay him. And he's done that. Yeah. So the decision for them now is, with what Pierce has done in this short period, is he the option moving forward or are they going I elsewhere? I don't think so. And I'm with you because I, I think toughness or energy or this, that, and the other, that only lasts so long. It may get him through the back end of this year where the defence is the focal point. Your Crosby's not a buying into him, but culturally and organisationally, is he going to be able to coach offence, defence, delegate, draft, like be involved across the board? I don't think so. Maybe this gets him a promotion for being a position coach to maybe a defensive coordinator or something for the job he's done. Yeah. But I don't think, regardless of the way the results and the way this year ends, that you can look at him off his track record and go, you're a head coach in the NFL. Because... <laughs> people that have skipped the queue or these guys that have got jobs off the McVeigh's like your Staley's and that, it doesn't always work. And even yeah, off the no, Belichick tree, you see that it doesn't always work. So I think you're better off looking at the full picture and going, look what we keep going through. Draft picks, players, coaches, we need someone here who's going to build this for the long term. Yeah. Not a short term fix. But stop hiring the hot thing or the Ben Johnson talk that he's already told teams he wants 15 million even though he's only an offensive play call. Like, fuck that. Go get a culture setter, someone who's going to come in and build it from the ground up. Agree. Because they're stuck with Garoppolo and they've benched him. He's got dead money. O'Connell's a backup. Like he didn't complete a pass for three quarters. They still won this game. Mm. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. That's been masked over right now by what their defense and guys like Max Crosby, Spillane have done. Jack Jones since they picked him off the waiver in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot more to happen for them, but the Chiefs are your bigger worry. Philly, 33-25, 465 yards of offense. Uh, it still wasn't pretty, but their defense, huge issues. Nine penalties. Yeah. It's got real sloppy. Been saying it all year. The defensive line was carrying the load, but linebacker secondary beyond, they're horrible on the back end. Huh. And again, going to the playoffs, the frustration that's growing between them. Like AJ Brown almost snaps it every week, even though I know his mates with Lamar Jackson. There's frustration there between the way the, the ball has been distributed, um, how it's going on the ground, the fumbles the few weeks prior, they were in a position where they could have lost this game. Mm. Like Tyrod was driving at the end. And on that side, thank God that Dayball had enough of a brain to go to him over DeVito. 
I don't know why it's taken enough weeks. Like, cool story with Stellato and the Italian fingers and the whole kick caboodle. And only thing it proves is that signing Daniel Jones was a mistake. Because yeah. they're able to win games with a guy like Devito. But let's face it, he's not a starter in the NFL. No, he's not. Plain and simple. So, cool story, but yeah, the bigger thing that's highlighted here is they fucked up with Daniel Jones. Plain and simple. Um, but yeah, Philly, similar to the I look at this game. They've got to play them again. They've got Arizona this week. I don't, I don't even think it's a guarantee they beat Arizona the way they're going. It's not. They're a similar sort of deal. As the years gone on, they were getting by, getting by. And it was Hurts or the run game or both their lines that were doing it, but they're slowly slipping further and further away. And on the NFC side, um, you know, the 49ers have pretty much been in control up until this week. I still think on that side, if they're healthy, they control the narrative. But, yeah, well, yeah that they do. Yeah, between the Cowboys not being able to go on the road, Philly and the way they're playing and the, the direction that's trending, the line's been a bit mistrustworthy. I really think the NFC right now is still up for the 49ers by health. Yeah. Um, but speaking of them, to finish off, have to eat my words last week. I said, looking at the whole picture, that the Ravens, for me, some of those shaky games and not finishing games off that I thought at San Fran, they could probably win pretty easily if not by 10 or more and it turned out the complete opposite they just blew them off the park shut your mouth off did you and the passing was the other side just watching Lamar week on week they're still heavy on the run they get away with a lot in the way he scrambles but he made plays and especially with his legs like their pass rush would get to him the amount of second effort plays where someone was there and he just goes alright see ya out in open space he was just absolutely insane Yeah. but their pass rush like Purdy was seeing ghosts threw one into it fucking straightened all guy's face and got deflected through another one the one for the touchdown I have no idea what he's looking at the first drive in the red zone yeah he literally threw that straight into double coverage yeah but I indefensible they just had him surrounded all game mm. I don't think he's felt that sort of pressure all year yeah and there's a good reason you know McDonald the defensive coordinator they brought in you've got to give him a wrap and Monk and the offensive coordinator both the moves <laughs> Harbaugh's made has yeah. completely changed their team their offense is more multiple. They can pass the ball they need. But if anything, they were saying they run, they're too run heavy. After they lost Keaton last week, I thought it was going to get worse. Mm. But even with Hill, Edwards and Lamar himself, like they still find a way to move the ball. He spreads the ball between his receivers. No one's really standing out. Like Zay Flowers is probably his favorite target and likely he's done a good job for Andrews. But Matt, when your defense plays the way theirs does, oh my God. Most sacks, I think they're the best in red zone. They're the best... Lowest amount of points per game. Like I think they're on pace to be top in most categories. Scoring defenses, sacks. Like If that's what it's going to take. And on top of that, AFC, NFC, we said over the years, AFC record for Lamar is 20-1 and one against the NFC. Yeah. So, you want to speak about, like I said, playing on different sides of the draw, and especially playing in the north, that's a good grounding. Massively, yeah. So... I think for the 49ers, a bit of a reality check that you may control the narrative on your side, but if you're going to run into a team like the Ravens again, uh, I thought they ran the ball better than I expected. McCaffrey still went over 100, but passing, moving the ball, um, yeah, yeah. just yeah, the turnovers were the killer. Take them out, they yeah, it wasn't early, wasn't especially. a blowout to get to half time the way they did. I thought the 49ers had done well with the safety and you know. To keep it where it was, but yeah, there was back-to-back scores and a field goal. Three, there was like seventeen points in a couple of minutes. Yeah, just absolutely blew it out. But their defense, like, just were relentless. <laughs> Everyone, like Matabuke is a guy they found. Guys in the secondary, like they've changed Humphrey's role as he's got older. 
people criticised him for Hamilton, saying he was too big and he didn't move that well. They've kind of used him in his own sort of hybrid role. He's getting picks, he's making tackles. Like he's second pick was just an effort play where he watched the ball the whole time. He literally got absolutely mowed down by an offensive lineman, got jacked, got back up, covered another 20 yards, spun his head twice, <laughs> covered players, got the ball. Yeah. But they just made Purdy make shit decisions because he was mm. constantly under pressure or felt the line caving in around him. Coming to get him. Mm. And then I talked about health, put the mockers on him straight away. Debo, neck problem. Trent Williams didn't finish the game. They went through two other linemen while he was off. Yeah. And that's the big question for them the last few years. Anytime they seem to get health issues, and the three losses in a row this year was Debo, no Williams, etc. Like for the 49ers, health is everything. Yeah. And they've slowly every year, similar deal, pushed all in, <clears throat> pushed all in, traded for Chase Young, found a way to rework these contracts, find Purdy, who's not even on a million dollars, which allows them to spend all this money on this offense, but they're in a similar deal as of next year. <clears throat> they've pushed money down the road. This is it. They have to win this year. Yeah. They're minus 13 million next year with free agents and they've given away picks. Yeah. So it's now or never. It's all in. You've got a lot of flexibility with Purdy. They might only want, have to give away one or two pieces, but at the same time, when free agency comes and you've got no money to spend, you're stripping out, not bringing in. No. But yeah, they've got first, second, they've got a couple of thirds, they've got some fourths and fifths, etc. They might be able to package some stuff together, but. Yeah, cap's tight, so they're going to have to rely on the draft for what they lose. Yeah. But we're waiting for a Super Bowl preview, if that was it right there. I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy, but yeah, I think if you're the 49ers, a bit of a reality check. Definitely. Oh, yeah, Different definitely. style of football on the AFC side, especially defensively. Mm. So, there you go. That's the games uh, for this week. And like you said, that playoff picture for now, 49ers are in. They've won their division. It's just a question of who's the one seed. Eagles, Cowboys right now fighting for the East and potentially second seed. The Lions are there. They've won the North. They could also be as high as the one. Um, but South is open. Bucks are in control. Rams, Hawks, both out of the West. They're the wild cards right now. Every one of those teams is 8-7. and seven. They're a wing clear of the Vikings, Packers, Saints, Falcons. Oh, I think the NFC for me is finished. And if anyone else does get in, if it's the Packers or the Vikings, they're not doing anything. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. I'm looking forward to watching the games and mm. see how it pans out. On the flip, though, Ravens, they haven't won the North yet just because the Browns are still somehow one behind, but they're going to be the one seed more than likely and the winners of the North. Browns are a wild card regardless. Dolphins have got a wild card out of the division. I think the Bills are going to lock it up. Like you said, I think the Chiefs won't get run down. So it pretty much leaves the South and then a wild card spot. And at the moment, that is basically all the South teams. Texans, Colts, Jags are all in the running, along with Bengals and the Steelers. So I'd love to see the Texans get in, but that all, to me, depends on Stroud. Yeah. If not, it's probably... Well, it does. I think he's going to play this week, so... So... Yeah, that other wild card though, like your Bengals, your Steelers, those North teams, it wouldn't surprise me if one of them found a way to force them. <coughs> yeah. And just be a nuisance come week one. Um, but yeah. It's been a very, very good year. Usually this is all wrapped up a lot earlier, but that hasn't been the case. It's been very competitive. It's been a couple of teams that look like they're dead and buried who have fought their way back. There's been a couple of teams that look like they're in control and then come back to the field. Um, 
I think this could be one of the most open years we've had. Yeah, I agree. And then you look at, like you said, I know the Ravens blew out the 49ers, but on their own side, if they have to play like the Browns on the road or something like that early on the AFC, that's no pushover, especially divisional games if they get head-to-head. But for this week, some very important games. We just talked about it. We'll start with Detroit at Dallas. They're $3 outsiders to Dallas. I know it's probably a bit of a reflection of the way things have been going. I think that's too much. At Detroit or at Dallas? I think it's at Dallas. Yeah, home field's big. $3. Yeah, Yeah. at Dallas. No, I'd lead Dallas. Mm. Four and a half start, if you like. Dolphins, Ravens. Yeah, I I could take... um, I could... uh, Sorry, take Detroit at at the line. Mm. I feel like I'd take it at the line. Dolphins, Ravens, at Ravens. Uh, again, conditions probably not the same as Miami, but I think Miami's defense, special teams, the way they showed up last week, that's going to be more important this week because two is going to be under the gun. Yeah. And can they run the ball? Mm. If they can't, it's going to be a long day. But they're 240 outsiders, Ravens, dollar fifty-seven, three and a half. Well, is that Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. Like Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Miami are a big show. All right, big show. So there you go, if you like the outsider. New England at Buffalo, good luck. $6.70 to $1.10, 13 and a half start. Means nothing. Yeah, I still think the Bills win, but I wouldn't be betting on it at that odds. ATL, the Falcons at the Bears, $2.32. The Bears, $1.61. Three is the line. Can they run the ball? These two teams, I think, are one and two in run defense. So both like to run the ball, both good at stopping the run. So then if it comes down to who's throwing the ball, could be an absolute shit tip. Yeah, no idea. But I think the way the Bears are playing, they're coming home with confidence. They're at home. Yeah, lean home. I'd probably lean the Bears, but again, not a game I'd look to bet on. Titans at Houston, simple one here. The odds at the moment have them as the favourite, and that's reflecting Stroud playing. But he's still got to go through a couple of days. Nervous game for Houston. If he doesn't play, they could lose this game. Tennessee, not a team you want to run into. No. And they did to Miami all, last week or the week before? All year they've been <clears throat> almost one score despite the fact they've had yeah. injuries issues. They're just well coached, they don't go away. No, so if Stroud doesn't play here, that could be the end of their hunt for the playoffs. But <clears throat> that's the big factor. Vegas at the Colts. Colts fumbled the bag last week, could have taken control of the South. Vegas been playing better and better, especially defensively. How are Colts' favourite? fifty at home. No thanks. They've won a lot of games that people didn't expect. They're pretty good. Yeah, I'll be taking defensively like, underrated, but yeah, just beating the Chiefs. Three and a half star. Bit of confidence, bit of fu about them. Mm. I think the bigger issue here is I think the Colts are actually sneaky good on defense, and O'Connell's horrible. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and they can run the ball, so dollar uh, fifty, but yeah, two sixty or three and a half star, dollar ninety if you like the Raiders. Rams Giants, I just think they'll strangle them. Like Tyrod starting is yeah. better than Devito, and Rams, yeah. they lean on Saquon. But yeah, the way the Rams have been playing, Kyron Williams starts it. They control possession. Stafford moves the ball between Nakua and the other guys, and they'll just strangle them. For tickoffs, <coughs> you think well, 49ers beat Commanders? 49ers Commanders should be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, if they want it to be. Jags and Panthers same. If so William, the mean, thing here is if Williams and Debo and that are under a cloud, do they even risk them against this team and think they can just get it done? Yeah. That's probably the only question. Carolina at the Jags, like if Lawrence is busted up, honestly, I think that's upset value. Yeah, I wouldn't be betting on it, but 
the way things have been going, like Carolina haven't had many on their schedule that I'd look at and go, they've got a chance to win that one. They almost rolled Green Bay. I think they could be nuisance value here. Arizona Philly, like if Philly is serious, but again, dollar fourteen to the way Arizona's playing to me doesn't reflect that. I'd happily take the eleven and a half. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be. No way. Uh, and then New Orleans head to head for the South at Tampa, dollar seventy, two dollars fifteen. Atlanta need uh, New England, uh, New Orleans win, and then to beat New Orleans in the last week. Yeah, and then so it'll be the only time of the year I'll be cheering for the Saints. But I think because <laughs> Tampa have got. A game in Tampa win if they won the week after they still win. Tampa win there. I like Tampa dollar seventy at home. Uh, Pittsburgh at Seattle, big for both for wild card. Whoever loses probably misses out because they're both in the hunt right now. So it's at Seattle. Probably slightly lean their way for that. But no, I'm leaning fully Seattle. I think Pittsburgh. Yeah, well coached, but they're. I can't say it. Quarterback situation week to week. Not great. Bengals with Browning at KC. Again, you'd like to see a response, but Browning's been able to move the ball. I'll tell you what their percentages are with your Pittsburgh and... Who was it? Pittsburgh, Seattle. <coughs> Pittsburgh, Seattle. So Seattle's in the hunt. If Seattle win, they're an 88% chance of getting in. Yeah. Lose 41%. Because they're... The other one? Steelers. They need to keep winning. If they lose, they're a 7% chance. If they win, they're a 32% chance. So yeah. they're very unlikely. Because with the South teams, are already a win clear of them. Well, I think it's yeah, more realistic. Seattle, Seattle win, they're almost in. Well, so. theirs is in their destiny. They're a win clear in the wild card spot. If they win another game, they're pretty much in. That'll be, yeah, 90%. So, uh, since he at KC, like, again, I don't think this is a given. The, the odds are 27 380 Browning's been good. I know he had a bad week last week, but KC have not been good at all. Yeah. So $3.80, 7.5 start. I'd, I'd be willing to take the points, but head-to-head, no. But I wouldn't be betting on the Chiefs. What you've seen. Uh, I would this week, mm-hmm. with no borrow. I sort of thought that last week. but Chargers-Broncos, it is a divisional game, but you're talking Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham. I actually think Stidham will have a good game. I think. Yeah. I think I this know. is one for Peyton, where he might try to prove a little bit of the point about the whole $50 million compared to $5 million and what he can get. It's just that. But they're $1.50 at home. I don't want to watch one one hmm. snap of that. Vikings, Green Bay started as a pick but now the Vikings slight favourites at home. They've changed quarterbacks to Jaron Hall, so again, who knows? Green Bay. He's played one game and he's got knocked out. Green Bay's defence has been absolutely awful. Um, and then Monday. Is that Monday or is that no, the week after? Monday, I think. Oh, sorry, that was the whole slate. That's the two they've got for the week after. So they've already got odds up for... Bills head-to-head with the Dolphins at Miami. They've got the Dolphins' slight favourites. That will be for the division if they lose this week. <clears throat> and then they've got Texans-Colts, which is more than likely for the division as well. Yeah. And they've got Colts' slight favourites at home. Yeah. So, tough week, big week, but I love it because the last week is all divisional games. Yeah. So, if it comes down to it, like you're going to see teams not only going for playoff spots, but divisional games, regardless of what records are, are always good. So, week 18 would be awesome if the results go the right way to make it that a lot of these teams are going to be playing for wild cards or to lock it in division but like I said it's been a great year I've really enjoyed the NFL this season yeah. um, and I honestly still think it's it's right for the opening and it, like seeing Baltimore do it they do it an NF- NFC team says one thing but I think it's harder to get through the AFC to get to the Super Bowl mm. so interesting times my friend interesting times absolutely is there any bets that you like 
what you're going to throw out there. I've been going through some futures the last few weeks. I'd go Miami to beat Baltimore. Mm-hmm. What about any futures? Is there anyone that you like for AFC or the NFC or anything? <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't mind Miami for AFC. AFC, $4.33 at the moment. I took Cleveland while they're at 23. Who's the favourite? The favourite is the Ravens, 288. That's not in order, okay. No. KC are now 5. The Bills have shortened into 6. And everyone else is pretty much huge odds. The one who's moved a lot the last few weeks. um, I don't mind Buffalo either. Yeah, well, Buffalo were almost 12. They've come in a (coughs) 6. The Browns have come out from massive odds to 23s to 20 to now 15 after winning today. I have no idea how the Jags are 13. Is there a better chance of winning that division? Uh, NFC, despite the loss, the 49ers, bookies agree that they control their destiny on that side. Really, they're $1.90. Philly, 450 Dallas, 550 The Lions, $8. Again, if you're looking for a bet to cash out, if you think you can get some value, depending on how the chips fall, if Rams got Lions week one, won that game, and then week two somehow got a matchup that was favourable against somebody like Dallas, I could see him getting through two weeks. Yeah, so I, I don't mind Dallas at the odds. 550. Mm. Yeah, I think again, mine, mine wouldn't be to win, but it'd be more getting the Rams to jag a game or two and getting a cash out if you I'd like probably them. go, I'd, yeah, I'd steer clear of San Fran. I think they're the obvious one. Mm. And Lamar Jackson flipped things. Brock Purdy last what week. What price was, is Lamar Jackson to win it? Dollar fifty for the MVP now. Last week he was like thirteen. Purdy was Why like wouldn't McCaffrey 50. or Tyreek Hill win it? Well, Tyreek's injured, so he's missed a few games now. Yeah, no, I know that. McCaffrey well, missed, last well, week one. still come up with a hundred yards, couple of touchdowns, seven fifty. I think this year's the year. To me, it's McCaffrey or Hill. It's not Lamar Jackson. Well, I think this year it has to be McCaffrey <laughs> because even Lamar after the game last week, he's still only throwing like nineteen touchdowns. Please. Like he's ten behind a couple of guys. He's moved well with his legs, but their defense has also been. Outstanding. But McCaffrey's overall contribution what week about, in, um, week out. <clears throat> what? TJ Watt, what price is he? Not even there. I don't think he's a defensive player of the year favourite. He's eight dollars. <laughs> Miles Garrett's a dollar thirty eight. Micah Parsons is three fifty. Yeah. Oh, TJ Watt's been Crosby at fifteen. McCaffrey is dollar thirty six for the offensive player of the year. So how does that work? He's a dollar thirty to win offensive player because there's, there's no no, qu- no quarterbacks in that. Series, no, it's not. Series. Oh, it's got Jackson. Well, yeah. for some reason, they always end up giving that one more to a offensive player, not a quarterback. But the comeback player of the year was the one where I liked the odds a few weeks ago. Flacco was twenty something dollars, and I didn't have the balls to do it. He's now two fifty. Flacco should win it. Why would it be Demar Hamlin? Well, they've got it, I guess, off the story. But he's been that price all year. It he, shouldn't be about like I get it. It shouldn't be about yeah. the story. It should be about how he performed. Baker Mayfield was also in the twenties. He's now ten. People had two up. Like, I don't really think two was a comeback. He still played 12 oh, starts Flacco. last year. And well, Stafford Flacco missed the whole year with a spinal injury. He's now $21. So. But I thought Flacco has literally come off the bench and starting to carry him to the playoffs. Really That's a comeback. He's a new Brady. He was 26 Dora. Now he's 250 Yeah. A few weeks ago, I laughed and thought, could you imagine? Now I'm like, you should have put money on that when you looked at it. Yeah, I haven't been betting on anything. And Stefanski has now gone from I don't no even know way. Dollar thirty three. No way. Coach of the year. How isn't it McDaniel or how isn't it Cole Shanahan? Or well, after the loss, and I guess the fact oh, he's got a good please. team. What price is he? Twenty six. Gone all the way to twenty six. Twenty six. That's see this. Is a re- I, these yeah. awards. Dan Campbell winning his division. 
490. Steichen, 40, he's done with the Colts, 12. I'll leave me out of that. D'Amico, 13. Dan Campbell, yeah, I could. I could McVeigh's 23. Harbaugh's, like even Harbaugh, the job he's done, 26. Yeah. I'd be going um, Big Dog, Detroit, or. Dan. Biting off kneecaps. He's done a good job. Come on, man! Love that guy. He's, he's done a good job. Legit psycho. Rookie of the year is an absolute male and yep. doesn't matter if he plays or Stroud. not. He's a dollar oh eight. Puka's had a great season at five eighty. Jameer's come on late, fifty one, but yeah. Yeah, that's the same. Jalen Carter, easily. Yeah. He's a he's not even running through people. He's a dollar uh, oh, oh, oh five. <laughs> yeah. So, so it should be. There you go. Two weeks to go, my friend. Playoffs big implications this week. Probably a couple more divisions to be sorted, but if not, last week divisional matchups huge. Yeah. Very important, but Let's see how things play out for now for everybody. Hope you had a great Christmas, Boxing Day, heading into New Year, another public holiday. Gotta love the festive season. Mm. It's always good to have some time off and uh, hopefully enjoy the games this weekend into a public holiday and we'll talk to you next week.